they're ghosts, but they just they're they're like they haunt you through these sorts of media. Yeah, these, like, platforms. Yeah, it's like it's definitely it's definitely like a ghost in that they haunt you yeah. because they're kind of still sort of around. Welcome to another episode of Dear Men. This one is cool because it's a combined guy talk, girl talk episode about ghosting. So originally I was going to split this out by gender, but I realized that this issue actually affects both genders and there's no reason we can't all discuss it together. I actually think that's going to be better for everyone involved. Um, And we're going to be talking about our own experiences. me and my friends who I have here. And we're also going to be incorporating your experiences from the survey that I pushed. So I just want to say thank you to everyone in the Big Sexy data set. I'm really happy because I just pushed the survey yesterday and got awesome responses. And that wouldn't be possible without you. So thank you for that. And if you haven't yet joined the Big Sexy data set, I'll explain how to do that at the end of the episode. So I'm just going to go around and introduce the people here who are going to be talking about ghosting. Um, Let's go around and just say our names, our rough ages, and our relationship status. Oh, okay. I'll I'll start. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Bethany. No, just kidding. Um, I am Mel. I'm in my mid-30s, and I am single. I'm Z. I'm in my mid-30s, and I am single. I am Val. I am just shy of 40, and I am in a relationship. My name is Nancy. I'm 24, and I'm single. Uh, My name is Cullen. I'm 26, and I am also single. Oh, the single people. Oh, the single people. (laughs) 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 All right, so... um, We're just going to go around and tell a couple of stories. So there's basically two sides to this story of ghosting. One is being the ghost, and one is being the ghost E. And um, just so we're all on the same page, actually, before we do that, I'm going to read the top definition for ghosting from Urban Dictionary, which I happen to think is on point. Ghosting. Verb. The act of suddenly ceasing all communication with someone the subject is dating but no longer wishes to date. This is done in hopes that the ghostie will, quote, just get the hint and leave the subject alone, as opposed to the subject simply telling him or her that she is no longer interested, or he is no longer interested. Ghosting is not specific to a certain gender and is closely related to the subject's maturity and communication skills. Many attempt to justify ghosting as a way to cease dating the ghostee without hurting their feelings, but in fact proves the subject is thinking more of themselves, as ghosting often creates more confusion for the ghostee than if the subject kindly stated how he or she feels. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Urban Dictionary on point. Urban Dictionary on fucking point. That has like 50,000 up likes, so. You can see why. Yeah. Um... (laughs) So yeah, so I think we should start by going around and telling our stories of being ghosted. Um, (laughs) Yes, there's going to be some pain involved here, but I think that it's important to get that out, that experience out there first, and then the the opposite, uh, the sort of why, when we were the ghosts, what we were thinking, because I think a lot of times we sort of minimize the impact 
that we think we're going to have. We're like, oh, it's not that big a deal, when in reality, maybe the impact is larger than we think. So we're going to start with the impact first. So um, yeah, we're just going to go around and tell a story of a time we were ghosted, if that's relevant. And if you haven't ever been ghosted, then, you know, say that. Who would like to start? Sure, I'll go. Uh, this is Val. Um, so I got divorced in my mid-30s and took a year off from dating. It's just a great time to be with myself. And then re-entered the dating market. And the first guy that I went out with, who I met on Tinder, we had been dating for a couple of months. We had gone out on Valentine's Day, had a great date. And then he went off to Confrance for a business trip. And I never heard from him. And it was like days and days. And it had been at least a week, I think. And then I finally was just so pissed. So pissed. Like, I could not believe it. Like, we had had a great time right before he left. And so I reached out to him. And, like, days and days and days later, he finally said, eh, I just wasn't feeling it anymore. So I just decided not to say anything. So he, so he texted you back? Yes, Days and days after you said, what the hell's going on? After I chased his ass, which did not feel good at all. Came back from the dead. (laughs) (laughs) It is is kind of like seeing a ghost when you, oh oh my God, I just said ghost. It is though. Like five days later, you're like, what the fuck? And it shows up on your phone and you're like, I don't even, anyway. Okay. Totally. I'm sorry that happened to you. Uh, Me too. Thank you, love. (laughs) (laughs) Who else? So the first time that I was ghosted uh, was the summer of 2017. <laughs> oh, I remember like it was yesterday. I don't hold any grudges at all. But uh, Zero. this was the first time I had ever been ghosted and I have been a ghost uh, <laughs> quite frequently in my life and you guys will hear that story those stories later but the first time that I was ghosted uh, it was this sort of mutual friend that I had met at a bar and I often don't have strong connections with people but I did with this person and uh it, I, I texted him. I mean, it was, it was very short. It was the, there was, it was, I met him this night and then I texted him that night and then I texted him in the morning and, you know, we were vibing at the bar and, you know, we were kind of making out and we obviously had some sort of chemistry there. Um, but he never, we parted ways and I texted him that night. He short, he sent me a short response and then I texted him in the morning and he just didn't respond to me at all. And it was devastating. It was the first time that I had ever been ghosted. Um, and you know, with my history of ghosting people, I finally knew what it felt like to be (laughs) Mm. ghosted and have that feel Mm. so terribly shitty. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Karma. Sharing that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so I think I might be lucky because when Mel asked me to share a story, I, I nothing painfully triggered in my memory. Um, and maybe that's just because it takes me a while to open up to someone. So maybe it's happened on a small scale, but it never really affected me. So I'd like to speak on behalf of my dear friend from college named Rudiger. With the girls, he goes by Rudy, but with the close friends, it's Rudiger. Okay. Rudiger, okay. Yeah. And uh, I think the last three girls that he's dated have ghosted him. 
Some were kind of like week long flings. One was a couple months actually. A couple months. And that's really. Nice. I know the one that was a short fling. They were kind of like bar buddies. Like they would meet up and go out. And I think it was. I think she was dating multiple guys, and I think one kind of started to be more serious for her. And so instead of like being honest, she kind of just like cut everybody off. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think the other one was just like really enjoying her singleness. And I, I don't I don't know what the root of the issue is. I think it's a lot of different factors. So, so for the one that was go- that ghosted him, that they'd been dating for like a couple of months. Like, did he get any explanation ever? Like, they went out because a couple of months is a pretty long, a long time. time. Yeah. That's not just like like you know you met at a bar, you made out, and you never heard from the person. But like you've gone out multiple times, you've been sleeping together. I'm assuming they're sleeping together. Yeah, like that's a relationship. You're not. It's not an exclusive relationship necessarily, but there is a relationship between two people. We are relating. We are in a some kind of relationship. And then to just completely ghost, did he ever hear anything at all from these people? It was like a momentary ghost, and I know that he had contacted her again, and it was kind of like a, oh, yeah, like when I'm free, we should hang out. But there was not really much follow through. Okay. I, think, I think that person was just really caught up in her own life and yeah. enjoying like doing her thing. Yeah. Without taking into account how he might feel. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's a theme that's going to come up over and over. Self-absorbed people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, my ghosting story is uh, similar, but I think I wasn't really necessarily that attached. I was sleeping with this guy on and off for about two months, two and a half months. And um, Usually he he had been the one that would reach out to me because he lived far away. And at the time I didn't have a car. So he was always the one that was coming over to my place. So he would reach out and say like, I'm going to be on the West side, like on Thursday, are you around? And after like a week of not hearing from him, I was like, huh, it's been a week. I wonder. And I think I texted him something unrelated to getting together. I just said like, Hey, I heard this song and I thought of you or something like that. And he wrote me back something like, very short, like short and not very like responsive. Like, I don't like the song or something like that. And I was like, well, I can take a hint. And so I, like, I don't think I, I don't think I ever texted him again until, um, yeah, like a couple months later, there was like a natural disaster situation in, in Southern California area where he lived. And so I just texted him to see if he was okay. And he did respond to that. So I do know he's still alive, even after the natural disaster. But did you die though? Um, so I know he's alive. Um, and my assumption, my assumption at the time was, I feel like maybe he got back together with his ex. I don't have any real backup for that. I just had this suspicion that maybe that was what happened and I wasn't that emotionally attached. So I didn't feel that bad about it. Um, but I did wonder like, why wouldn't you just say something? Like, why wouldn't you just text me and say like, Hey, I happened to get back together with my ex. I can't see you anymore. It was great. Thanks. Like what is so hard about that? That makes it untenable for people. Like I, I was just sort of like, I don't really know what happened to you. And I kind of like what you said, Val, I was like, I don't really want to chase you. So I'm just going to like, let it slide, but it would have been really nice to get some kind of communication. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause otherwise you start making all these assumptions, right? Trying to figure it out. And then it just like torments you. And then like, that just leads to like more blurry communication. If you end up communicating later, it turns yeah. into a confidence issue sometimes. Yeah. Cause you doubt totally. your worth. And yeah. Value. yeah. Totally. And in this age of social media, it's so difficult too. Cause with the guy who ghosted me, he then requested me on Instagram. <laughs> Get your 
cloud up, dude. If you're gonna ghost, at least know how to ghost right. Right. So he he requested me on Instagram a few weeks later, and he recently looked at my LinkedIn profile, guys. Okay. I love that you know all of this stuff. I know. Um, trying to hire you. That's another episode. So in this age of social media, it's like they're ghosts but they just they're, they're like they haunt you through these sorts of media yeah these, like, platforms yeah it's like it's definitely it's definitely like a ghost in that they haunt you yeah. because they're kind of still sort of around do you have a story you want so, to share or? i don't actually ghost people because it might might but this bother. has been ghosting sorry uh Yes, but but what I want to say about that is I don't ghost people because my father's Italian and you say stuff no matter if it's scary or not. So I don't do that. But what I have noticed I've done is that I will wait a couple days to respond or I've waited up to a week when I was sort of dating this guy and I was actually dating this guy and serious about this guy. And then I ended up going home for the summer and meeting somebody that eventually turned into my husband for a long time. And I had reconnected with him. And so I was in the middle of talking to guy A and I had reconnected with guy B and realized that guy B was really the path I wanted to pursue and I didn't really know what to do. So I, I waited for a week and I, I think it was like four or five days and I waited till I got back to California and then I did actually request to meet him and we met and I told him the truth about what had happened. But I felt really uncomfortable about waiting the four or five days because I know that when I'm on the other end of sometimes not getting a response for a while, you do. You create all these stories, you get all this anger, resentment, then you try to put your heart in love. And it's like this little weird seesaw you do that's really uncomfortable. And you doubt your worth like we all do, you know, as humans. So not so much about the ghosting, but about just that waiting period Mm -hmm. in between. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think especially looking at the responses from people that answered the surveys, the a lot of the people that were ghosted, um, it seems like there were two categories. There were a lot of like, I don't know, was it ghosting? Like question marks when the connection had been established, meaning like we'd only gone out one time or like we were just messaging on Tinder and they were like, I never messaged him back. Does that count as ghosting? I think there's a distinguishing point between for me, the actual ghosting is if you've actually established a connection with this person, it's not just one night or like texting on Tinder, but you've actually gone out, you've like had sex with them. This is like an established connection. And then to just cut that off completely, that seems pretty, uh, very inconsiderate to me. Like that, there's a difference between that and sort of a very casual encounter where you don't really, you kind of just let it slide. Like, Maybe we went on a date and it was sort of like, well, that wasn't a very good date. Like I could say I was ghosted by this other guy that I went out on a, a date with and we hung out for like four or five hours, never heard from him again, but I didn't really take that as ghosting because I was like, I mean, people date and then it doesn't work and then you move on Absolutely. rather than you've been in touch, you've been texting, you've been calling, you've been going out and then nothing that feels like, I just want to like name that, that there's a difference between the very, very casual and the sort of like, we had an established connection, mm-hmm. like your guy that went to France where you yeah. had actually been dating. Yes. And then he just completely ghosted. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so I want to move to the reasons why we ghost <laughs> the actual ghosting. Um, and these are, you know, this is our opportunity to take responsibility for past behavior. Oh. I will start. Um, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> this is not at all personal. This is professional. But um, I am a columnist for Inc. And I am often... 
emailed by PR people who want me to cover their clients and I frequently ghost them. Sometimes I'll even respond and say like, this sounds kind of interesting. Send me more information. And then they will. And then they'll follow up and then they'll follow up a third time. And I just ghost because in, in my world, what's happening for me is like, I feel ambivalent. I don't know what to say, which is, I don't really know how to cover this company and, and make it fit in my column. I don't really want to cover this company, actually. That's the truth. Like, this feels like a lot of work for me. I don't really want to put in the effort. And I'm personally, like, have not been responsible about writing back and saying, actually, this isn't a fit for my column. I'm going to pass. That's like 10 words that I'm not saying that I could be saying and I will from now on because it is actually <laughs> kind of fucked up. You go, Mel. Because if I was in PR and I was just ignored all the time, yes. I would feel sad. It's yeah. like sales or something. So yeah. I'm sorry all the PR people in the world that I've ignored. I, I, I apologize. They're used to it, though. <laughs> I know, but I think that's, that's a so bad nice. excuse. Like, I think that's a bad excuse. Right. I think that it's the same it with ghosting easy. that we do this in our personal lives because we're like, oh, it happens all the time. Like, it's still not cool. Like, I should have written back to you. How you do one thing is how you do everything in my book. So, you know, I got to clean up everything in your life. Right. If you want to really be in your integrity, that's, that's how I live. That's probably true. Absolutely. All right. Other ghost ghost stories. Ooh. I would call myself a micro, a micro ghoster. Okay. Micro ghoster. So it's kind of like what Z shared, which is I'll just take a long time to respond, but I will get back to you. And it's because mm-hmm. I don't know. Like you said, ambivalence. I'm like, oh, God, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I'm just one of those people. It takes me a while to figure What's things like out. What's, like, the time frame, though? Is this, like, a mm. day or two or, like, a month? Mm. I thought about it for a month, and <laughs> so I, I now know what to say to you. It really depends, but the, um, the example that really stands out is I was dating this guy for a really long time, and really long time meaning, like, almost a year, and we had a vacation plan for Hawaii, and I started to feel like I wasn't that into him. So I, like... <laughs> Oh, God. So I um, I told him, like, I don't think I can go. But then I wasn't, like, completely like, oh, we're not going. I was just like, I don't think I can go. And then I waited, like, several days. And then I was like, I can't go, but I'll let you know more details later. And then I waited several more days. More and details about not being able exactly, to go. Exactly. And I, I think like, I can't go. But I'll tell you more about that. Like, either, either you can go or you can't go. And really, I wanted to break up with him, but it, I, I just wasn't there yet. And so it was like the pressure of having an event or something happening. I think that's when I'll micro ghost because it's like kind of like shuffling. I call it like, oh, I'm not sure. So I'm going right. to be really messy with my communication instead of just being like, right. I don't, I, I right. can't do this right now because I'm just not sure. Yeah. yeah. That would be clear. Okay. Yeah. Micro ghosting. Micro ghosting. That resonates with me as well because I think, I mean, I've had a lot of instances in which I've ghosted as well. (laughs) Um, And I, you know, I think I do that because I hope I have the, like, hope that they'll get the hint if I don't if I drag it on for a really long time, I'm just hoping that they'll get bored and not, not text me back. I know this is terrible, you guys, but I mean, this is really what's going through my mind. I'm, I'm Wait, you're saying that when you ghost, it's because you're dragging it out? Isn't no, it like just- it takes, I don't respond for an extended amount oh, of time in the, in hopes that they will get bored. They'll give up. Right. Oh, so you want them to do the work. Right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So okay. You, Nancy. So that so that so what you're saying is it's sort of like micro ghosting where you will kind of respond but you'll take longer right. and longer yeah. and longer in the hopes right. that Right, right. <laughs> okay, right. Most people do. That's the thing. I mean, most people if you're not getting attention or affection or what you desire, we eventually like 
give up on that and move mm-hmm. on to something else. So it's natural to think that, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want to bring in some survey responses here. I think these are really important. So when I push the surveys that I do, the software does this like word, um, word graph or whatever, like the words that come up over and over become really big. You know, have you seen those? Yes. Anyway. So in this question, which was, if you said you had ghosted someone, why did you, what was your motivation? There was one word in the middle that was very, very large. And that word was easy. Uh, it was easier. It was easy. So one of them that I thought was poignant was, I was scared to tell them the truth that I wasn't interested. It felt just easier to not face them. Yeah. Sure. Another one was, I was no longer interested and it was easier to just disappear. Mm-hmm. Another one was, meh, avoidance of uncomfortable discussions. Yeah. So I think that this is probably a theme that's going to come up as we go around because the... um the perspective of the ghost is, is, is that, that it is easier instead of actually taking the, because it takes energy to actually have an emotional exchange. Even if that exchange is, Hey, this piece isn't a fit for my column. I'm going to pass. It takes the emotional energy to actually craft that response and then send it. Um, so I want to hear from the rest of the people that, that have the ghost stories, but I just want to throw that out there that I think my my suspicion is that much of the motivation is it's easier. And there's also a vulnerability in that because people have had experiences where they say something honest and true and somebody's like, fuck you. Or they take all their love away or they mm-hmm. shame them or they do weird things. Like people are sometimes unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So when there's like telling the truth and putting, even if you're not super connected or in love with this person, just even being honest about it can be really scary yeah. because people have all kinds of different backgrounds. Because they might know. lash out at you. Yeah, yeah. They might lash out. Like, yeah, do really weird things. Yeah. People can be strange sometimes. It's so true, but God, it feels good on the other side. It feels so good on the other side. When you are clear and you're like, you know, inside that like you took care of that. It's like, for me, it's like, there's such peace in that, even though it's you're really saying awkward. as the ghost, not ghosting, but That's saying right. directly, like, I don't want to go to on vacation with you. Actually, I need to break up with you. That's this isn't right. working. Yeah. Okay. That's right. All right. More ghost stories. Ghosting. Anybody? Um, well, um, can I do reasons why like. It happens like, like in my experience being in, and wait, are we on that or are we doing something different? We can shift to that. It seems like there's no other ghost stories. I don't have any. I can share a ghost story. So this was my most recent ghosting that I did. And it was actually after that incident where I got a ghost. I got ghosted in the summer of 2017. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good summer for you, girl. Um, and honestly, after that experience of being ghosted, I thought I told I told myself I'm never going to ghost anybody ever again because there were a lot of times in the past where I would accept people's numbers at the mm. at clubs and bars. Um, or I would give them my number just to, and, and this was my real number, um, just to kind of get them off of my back and they would text me and then I would, they would them. I would just not respond and they would text me continually. And then I just, I would just never respond. So anyway, so this was a, this was, um, a few months after I was ghosted for the first time, this was October 2017. And I went out on a date with this guy who I had met at the club. The club? Of course. Yes. <laughs> the club. 
I, there's a theme going here. Uh, <laughs> Looking fine as usual. Anyway, and so I met this guy at the club. I gave him my phone number. <laughs> we texted. Uh, there were some red flags, but anyway, that's not the point. Uh, I went out on a date yeah. with him anyway, and. I, I just didn't see it going anywhere. I didn't I, I didn't have a connection with him. He said some misogynistic things. Um, and so... Red flag. Yeah. <laughs> and so... misogynistic. Um, so then after that date, he texted me. And even though I knew that I wasn't into him and I didn't see it going anywhere, I sort of entertained him a little bit. And this is where, you know, I took a really long time to respond to him in hopes that he would just sort of give up and not respond or not text me. But he just continually texted me. And then at one point I stopped texting him. And a few months later, this was actually maybe a month or two ago, he texted me again and said, Hey, been thinking about you. How are you doing? So apparently he didn't give up. Uh, and I didn't text him. I didn't maybe respond. Just got a second wind. <laughs> I didn't respond to that most recent text either. Oh. Uh, I know I'm, I'm <laughs> why though? What's what's causing you not to respond? What's happening for you? Because I'm just not interested. Well, it's not just that you're not interested, right? It's that you don't know how to say, "Hey, right. I'm not interested." Right. Well, I mean, yeah, and I don't, and I don't know how to say, "Hey." I, I mean, I feel like if I do tell him I'm not interested, I feel like I need to give him a reason, and I guess it's. I feel like as though it's difficult for me to say, "Hey, I don't like you because you said a lot of misogynistic things mm. when we went out on a date." Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting what you just said is that you you feel like you need a reason instead of just like, hey, I'm not interested. I don't think this like, is a good fit. Like, I don't think this is a good fit. Because I think, I think I've been in a similar circumstance where I felt uncomfortable sharing the reason why I didn't want to see him again, mm-hmm. which many times was like the sex wasn't good. And I didn't want to say like, I'm actually not interested because the sex wasn't good. And, and you like... It, anyway, I'm not going to go into why. He's like, he the visual, guys. Yeah, he missed the visual. It was really good. We'll make a video. We won't make a video. There will be no video. Um, but I think there's something valuable there uh, because I think that's not necessarily necessary. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary to tell the person exactly why. Mm-hmm. I think it's just necessary to say, I'm not feeling it anymore. Like, I totally agree with you. And I've done that before where I've just been like, I'm not interested. And then I've had them ask me why later. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, this is a little awkward. Mm-hmm. But like they asked. So then I'm like, okay, well, you've asked for honesty. I'm going to tell you. And then I've actually had them fight back with me like, and exactly debate me. Why. And then I'm like, okay, you know what? I was honest. I said it. I'm ending the conversation. Like mm-hmm. I just, and then I'm out because I've already told them no. And I've told them why. Like yeah. I don't need to keep going down the road if you're going to fight me on my own beliefs, like or my own opinion. Do you have any... Thoughts as the soul man here? Yeah, yeah I, I kind of want to bring together what Z and Val both said. I think Z was on to something about worried about being shamed for saying the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think attraction is a lot deeper than just like, oh, he said like one misogynist thing. Like that's what stood out to you. But if that's what he's willing to express to you, there's probably so many things that you're subconsciously aware of that he's just really bad at mm. or weird with. And maybe it's... That's a great point. I think it's easier sometimes just to deflect from the situation than actually embrace it because when you do embrace it you give them power over you 
and you, you expose yourself and like your true self and it gives them an ability to attack you. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. Cause I came here with like some like ghost stories. I'm doing air quotes right now, but like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever really ghosted someone that I've been with for a long time, but I've been on dates before. And at the end it's like, Oh, I'll hit you up again. Like when we're free, like maybe we'll see this again. And it's like, nah, I wasn't really feeling it, but I'm not going to say that to your face. Like, I'm not going to hurt your feelings or I don't know what you're expecting or where you're at. So I don't know. That's kind of all my thoughts. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. I think this is a, probably a good place to just uh, put in some of these responses because again, I think the impact is what's missing a lot of the time when we, when we ghost other people, because I think it brings up shame in the other person and shame is a very silencing uh, emotion. Like it tends to just shut someone down. So they're not like those PR people are not going to call me out on it. They're not going to email me and say, you know, it would have been really nice to get a response. I think it'd be really like (laughs) helpful or whatever, because they probably feel a little ashamed. Like there's something wrong with their email or they're not doing it right. Exactly. So these are a couple of the responses that people gave to, um, can you look up the mail ones for, if you said you had been ghosted, what was the experience like for you? How did you feel about it? What was the impact? I'm just going to pass around these and we can read some of the highlighted ones. I felt embarrassed and stupid and incomplete. I wondered what I did or didn't do, and it took me longer to get over than when someone was just honest with me about wanting to end our connection. That's super valid. Horrible at first, for about a day or two, then laughable, then blamed myself for making him the one. Ugh, yeah, way too quickly. It felt terrible. This was the first person I had been into after a horrible breakup earlier that year. And while it wasn't a serious relationship, I couldn't figure out what I'd done to deserve being cut off. Oh. Upsetting. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> Get it, Nance. It was the first guy that had had never texted me the next day after a date. Especially when we texted as much as we had beforehand. I was just confused. I really wanted to know why, capital W-H-Y, <laughs> he ghosted me. They spelled it right. Absolutely. Um, so there's there's a point that keeps coming up for me is that a lot of times we feel super rejected. Like we, everyone has issues of not feeling worthy and blah, blah, blah. And there's this whole thing about worth and rejection when there's this whole other person with this whole other story. And a lot of times in anything where I haven't responded or haven't gotten right back, a lot of it really has nothing to do with the other person. It has to do with me being really overwhelmed with my life. And especially coming from an addict Mm -hmm. background of eating disorders, I only have so much space for so many things and then I don't have space for things anymore. And so I prioritize what's important. Mm -hmm. And if it's overwhelming or if it's not easy or if it Mm -hmm. feels stressful, there's reasons why we just give up. And take the easy way Yeah, out. and I think this is why it's important for us to read these and really take them in. Because it's easy, again, that word comes up, it's easy to get caught up in our own stuff and not take care of that other person. Because yeah. that's really what it is, is taking care of that person. And, I, and as we discuss this, I want to shift into times when you have actually proactively communicated with people, especially when you weren't interested. I want to talk about that because there are ways for us to say this. We can all be ghostbusters, guys. We can all be <laughs> ghostbusters. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the backup. Um, I'm serious though. And I, so I'll start, I'll start. Um, I went on OkCupid in, I don't know, May of 2011 or something. <laughs> 
like Nancy. I have no idea when this was. It was a few years ago. And um, I was in D.C. at the time. And I got a lot of responses. It was very overwhelming. And um, I was, like, messaging a couple of people. And anyways, I ended up going on two dates, actual in-person dates, you know, were free at the same time. It's a fucking miracle. And <clears throat> I wasn't interested in either of the men. And we had been texting, because you know how fucking online dating goes, for like three weeks before we actually got together. <laughs> so again, there was like some kind of established connection. And um, both of them texted me the next day or after and asked me out again. And in both instances, I... Um, I ghosted for like a day or two. Like I didn't, I didn't respond at all. And then I called them. So like, I want to make a point about like calling versus texting. Like I, I think Z, I actually think you're really good at crafting awesome text responses, which we'll get to in a minute. But in my like experience, I've had to call the guys that I actually felt a connection with to say what I wanted to say, which was like, Hey, I feel really bad about this, but the truth is I'm not actually interested. And I really liked getting to know you and I really liked going out, but I'm just feeling more of a friend vibe. And I didn't know how to say that over text because I wanted them to hear my voice. Like I was like, you do actually matter to me. Like I really did like have a good time going on this hike with you. Like I want you to know that. And there's no way for me personally to feel like I've actually communicated that in a text. Like, I want you to hear my voice. And it was the same thing a couple weeks ago. There was a guy that asked me out and I couldn't make that day or something. And we'd had plans for like 10 days, this date for like 10 days. It was a while. And I was sick or something that day. And I could have just texted him, but I didn't. I called him because I wanted him to actually know it was important. Because I think when we get texts, at least me, like, I'm like, I don't know, you're doing other stuff. Like, it just doesn't feel that important. But if you call me, like, holy shit, it's really fucking important. Like, I'm like, you called me? Like, whoa, like, holy shit. Like, especially for you. (laughs) Well, especially for me. I don't like calling or like being called. So this Mm -hmm. is a big deal. And when I call someone, it's like, I care. And I want you to know that like, I'm not just flaking on this date. And and I was nervous. I've been nervous every single time I've done it. Mm -hmm. But every single time I've been like, I don't know how else to say this without using my voice and telling you um, how I, you know, how I feel and how I'm. I'm not actually interested because I think that's really what a lot of this comes down to is how do you kindly say I'm not interested? It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Other stories or thoughts? I kind of want to piggyback off of what Mel just said. I have a, a friend who's almost like a mentor because he's almost 10 years older than me. And one of the things that he said to me that, that struck me so hard is he was saying like when it comes to dealing with women, like as a guy, it's like your natural reaction to maybe like try and hide things or be more secretive or like not be in touch with like how you really feel. But the thing that he said to me was you should always be as honest as you possibly can with someone so that way it doesn't hurt their feelings and there's always that honesty there. Mm -hmm. And like his big thing is like when it comes to girls, like if a girl's interested in you and you're not serious about her, like tell her you'd, you'd rather be friends with her because that means that you can still keep them in your life and have some sort of meaningful relationship without hurting them mm-hmm. or doing something problematic. Yeah. And I, I, th- I think when it comes to ghosting in any situation, like just being true mm-hmm. as much as you can. It might still hurt but it'll hurt less and you'll feel respected or at least I feel respected when I hear the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm more willing to be open with them after whatever. Yeah. If they're just honest with me. I, I feel really respected. Yeah. It could hurt either way. If you like someone, it's not going to feel good that they don't want to hang out with you yeah. anymore. But it's also going to feel bad if you don't hear from them. So it's like 
I feel like we are actually, um, our personal importance is so big that we think like, oh, I might really hurt them. So I better like just ghost them and that's going to be easier and better. But it's like, we have no clue what the actual other person's reality is. So like, we can't make that assumption again, that like, it's going to cause some reaction in them. And I feel like it's that fear of confrontation and reaction that keeps us behind the scenes, stealthing, ghosting, whatever. It's like, we have no idea what's going on with that other person. Yeah. You just have to be honest and upfront and calling. Oh my God. Yes, please get on the phone. Yeah, yeah and Good I have call. to say, like, I, yeah. I don't, I haven't called every person in this circumstance. It's the mm-hmm. men that I've actually felt a connection right. with, again, yes. where there was, like, yeah. we'd been texting, we'd shared some things, like, right. there was a connection there. And yeah. that's what I think, to me, is what I hear in these survey responses, is that the times that it hurt the most were when there was a connection. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there were a lot of sort of, like, mm-hmm. I mean, we went out a few times, and then neither of us, there was a lot of, like, mutual ghosting. And, mm-hmm. and to me, I'm like, it's not mutual ghosting if there, if a connection wasn't made. And if there was a connection made, then yeah, it is unkind. Mm -hmm. It is an unkind thing to do. So, um, anyone else have stories of actually communicating? Yes. This is coming from the diaries of a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Direct to you. Uh, so first of all, I, I want to start off by saying that I, you know, most of my friends would consider me a very kind and considerate person, I think, I hope. Um, and I, I know exactly who in my life I've ghosted. Like, these are things that I've, I think about. I have a very good memory. Um, Apparently, yes, because you can pinpoint, like, October 17th was the day that I... Yeah. So, um, after that, after that time that I was ghosted, uh, again, in the summer of 2017, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just, I've just tried to be more considerate and understanding that, you know, yeah, it's important to communicate to those who I have a strong connection with, which I'll go into, I'll share the story, but it's also important to communicate to those that I may not have a strong connection to, um, who I, who who may have because they may have a strong connection to me you know like for instance that guy who I ghosted in October 2017 and was texting me and then texted me sent me a text recently um but I like that story that Mel shared about getting on the phone and calling the person um now that you shared that story I kind of wish that I would have done that with uh this guy that I dated uh it was like maybe September of last year, 2017. <laughs> I have a, this is a big year for Nancy. <laughs> yeah, big things happened in 2017, guys. Uh, and so there was this guy. I felt I had a really strong connection to him. Again, I, I and I mentioned earlier, I don't have strong connections with people, but this guy I did. And I think the timing was just a little bit off. Um, he had just gotten out of a serious relationship of I don't even know like four to five or six years or so. And I just wasn't really mentally prepared to be in a relationship because I wanted to focus more on, you know, my career and job searching. And so I sent him a text and I, it was like very, you know, I, I put a lot of thought and effort into it and told him, you know, I, I, wasn't in a place to date and I felt like he wasn't necessarily in a place to date too. Um, and I felt like really good about it. I felt like I was, I, I was taking ownership and accountability and just being a good human, you know what I'm saying? Um, And 
I kind of wish now that I would have called him instead of texting him, but you know, we, we start small guys. Baby so. steps. <laughs> and I gotta say too, I, like the, I, I am one of those people who fears the reaction. I, I was raised by someone who overreacted a lot. So my nervous system is definitely patterned to expect to be attacked mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I just want to shout out every single man that I communicated with reacted well. Yeah. They mm-hmm. all reacted well. They yeah. were, they all said, thank you for telling me mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't yeah, tell, tell them. None of them attacked me. None of them shamed me. Um, I'm thinking of specific men right now, but I don't want to like say their names, but, um, I just want to say thank you to all of those guys because mm-hmm. you made it feel safe for me to keep doing that and to keep taking care of other men. So I think for all of us, whenever we do receive communication like that, it's important to remember like, this is patterning that person to expect something the next time. So if you say, thank you for telling me, like, I appreciate you communicating, they're infinitely more likely to take care of the next person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Try to leave people better than you found them. You know, <laughs> ideally, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, my, my motto is kindness matters. I had that on my, my mirror and black dry erase marker for years. And I really try to live by that a lot. And so one of the things is obviously if we're vulnerable with somebody and more attached to them, it obviously hurts more because we've opened our heart up to them, but kindness matters. And if you are honest in a kind way, um, it'll be fine. And the other thing is, is that like Mel has been fundamental in helping me learn this is that you practice it with people that are safer or you practice it. I don't want to say with people that don't matter as much, but with people you have small connections with before you practice it with large connections, like the baby steps. And so my story that I'll say is I find myself not being really available sometimes for people. Um, and for men to date. Yeah, yeah, for men to date. Um, specifically going back and forth whether I am or am not because of different various things that I have been hurt with. But uh, recently I was somewhere um, with a couple ladies and a guy had asked me out. I chatted with him at the bar a little bit. I wasn't super interested, but he was direct and cool. And I really respected and appreciated that. And in the course of a conversation, a couple things came up that I realized. Number one, I wasn't physically attracted to him. But number two, I just realized in the conversation I wasn't really vibing with him. And he had um, Instagram messaged me the next day, even though I had told him, thank you for chatting. I'm not available because I really was not in person, you said that. In person, yeah. I said that to him. And he had messaged me the next day asking if I had a good time. And I said, yes, enjoy California. Hoped that would be the end. But he said he said something else about needing a tour guide. And I thought that was really wow. cute. And obviously, if I was interested in him, that would have been adorable. And I really wasn't. And so I messaged him back and I said, um, I'm going to read it directly. Um, Thank you for the invite. I appreciate and respect your directness. And I was serious about not being available. Time is important, so I want to be honest with you so you can spend it with someone else. And that's my philosophy is time is really all we have. And so if if I'm choosing to spend my time with you, you're really important to me and I care about you. Or I see myself investing in you in some way, specifically Mm -hmm. because I'm an introvert. And it was safe for me to do that because I didn't have a strong connection with him. But it's also still scary because it's being really honest and direct with somebody who could shame me, who could lash out, who could be like, well, you're a bitch. And instead he responded, thank you, Z. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And I felt really warm and kind towards him. Um, If I saw him again, I'd be super awesome and sweet with him because he made me feel respected and I felt like he heard me. Mm -hmm. That's an awesome interaction. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said for um, 
the the languaging of it, like starting with like, hey, I really liked how you approached me or I, I appreciated did. that you I were really direct. Did. And then like, and I was serious that I w- I'm not available because I think a lot of us, when we do communicate, we're like, oh my God, what am I going to say? I don't want to see you anymore. So there's not a lot of calibration of like, that to me is, is the advantage of texting versus calling when you can actually craft the message right. and start with like something you liked or something you uh-huh. appreciated or something yeah. that went well. And then sort of the truth, yeah. which is, you know, like, I'm not interested. Like, it's so hard to say those three words. It's so hard. Yeah. Um, but the, the other thing I just want to throw in here, cause it is in the surveys a couple of times is what happens when you're seeing a couple of people and it starts getting serious with one person and you ghost the others? I feel like that's a pretty easy fix. And I'm just throwing it out here. Just text the other people and say, hey, I've started getting serious with someone else. I wanted to let you know so that you weren't waiting around. Amen. Don't have to make it a big deal. They don't have to know all the details. And trust me, we've all been there in that gray zone. So there's no way that they're going to be, I mean, there is a way that they're going to be like, I can't believe you did that. But most of the time, 80, 20 rule, they're going to be like, okay, cool. Thanks for telling me. I appreciate it. And move on on. instead of Mm -hmm. what happened? What did I do wrong? Like all of these things in the survey that you look at are like, I felt embarrassed and stupid and incomplete Yeah, because they think that they did something. And on your side, it's easy to say like, Oh no, it's about me and in my life. But really like, they don't know that they don't know what's happening. And like that guy, that, that guy that I met, he did many, many things really well. He invited, like, I told him I wasn't drinking that night because I was the designated driver. And he was like, can I get you a water at the bar? Because I'd like to chat with you. That's what made me actually say yes to that. It's pretty solid. Yeah. I was like, and he did, he did some great, like, he didn't come up and like touch me with her. Like, you know, he came up and he was like, Hey, I like, you know, I was wearing these tights and he was like, I like your tights. What's the design. And there were many things he did in a really wonderful way. And a lot of it was just me not being in a space that he could have been really hot. And I might have been in the same space of not wanting to date him. That's the truth at that point in time where I was at. And there were many things he did well, but he could have walked away from that situation feeling rejected, even though that's not the case at all. When he did 80 things right and, you know, it was just 20%, I was like not feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't a fit for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Does anyone have any last shares about proactive communication or times that you actually did share something that worked well I think it's also been helpful for me in the past to say if it's hard for me to communicate what I'm feeling to just start by saying that like it breaks the ice so instead of being like I don't want to see you anymore or um I'm not feeling it or whatever the true emotion is for me to start with god this is really awkward for me it's hard like I feel conflicted in some ways because I really like you but like I feel like starting it off with kind of acknowledging my own sort of struggle around it has then not only made me feel a little bit better because I'm being more truthful with what my own experiences, but it's kind of like softened it as a gateway to then say what I need to, as opposed to being like, I have to start with, I don't want to see you anymore or yeah. I'm not vibing. Like, it's like, I like that. It's like a, it's like a nice kind of softening way. And, and it's just true. Like, mm-hmm. this is hard for me. This isn't easy. And hopefully they'll see my heart a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. I like it's, that. it's a lot too, I think, um, going off of the, the episode with Ken Blackman, he talks about small moments of telling the truth build confidence. Mm -hmm. And I think that me now versus me, like in my twenties, like I think I, I do feel more confident 
as a person because I've had some of these difficult conversations. So now I feel safer going out with men or doing things because I know how to say no mm-hmm. in a kind way. Mm. And I think before you know how to say no in a kind way, you just kind of feel more off balance. Mm-hmm. Like there isn't that much. It's like, yeah. it just feels more black and white. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, I just wanted to link that because I think there's something here about communication and being honest that does actually benefit you in the end because you are in integrity and it's not this like pending thing that's sucking your energy and attention, which I feel like is often the case in that five day period when you haven't responded to that message. You're like, Oh, there's that message. I haven't responded to dealing with it and clearing the deck. Like we're not like, yeah, dude, I'm going to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember again, I remember every single instance in which I've ghosted people years back. And you know, that's not good on, you know, my, my conscious mm. and, um, all right, y'all don't do what I did. <laughs> Communicate. So after this episode, are you going to write that guy? Oh, I'm so inspired. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to write him? We're going to be like, like from three years ago. Uh, why are you responding to me? <laughs> you just responded to my message now. It's like 2012. Like, sorry, I was in the shower. Your new phone, who did? That's like, I, oh, sorry, I threw my phone across. Did you throw your phone yes. across the ocean? <laughs> oh, that's what we're feeling. Yeah. It's so like, bad. Sometimes I feel yeah. like when I text you, you take your phone, look at it, and throw it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything to add? Any last thoughts? I think I'd like, I'd like to end by saying, and I don't know if this is a just a for guys thing or maybe for girls too. I think if you have been ghosted, I think you need to realize that it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you need to value yourself. And it could potentially yes. be like, especially like guys, I know we as men can be really toxic when dealing with rejection. And I think if a woman had been shamed before in the past, yeah. then maybe she's too afraid to tell you the truth. I mean, you don't know what her background is and just don't take it personally. You know, yeah. it wasn't meant to be like, yeah. live your life, be a good person, yeah. find happiness somewhere else. Like, don't get caught up on that. Yeah. I, I'd like to just reread a little sentence from the definition at the beginning. Ghosting is not specific to a certain gender and is closely related to the subject's maturity and communication skills. Right. Not about That's what I said the ghosty. Yeah. And so we true. never know what someone else is going through. That's the right. truth. Yes. And we like to make our worlds about us, right. but we never really know what somebody else's experience is. And I just want to say, if you guys are, ha- if you're in a circumstance where you don't know what to say, you don't know the words, email me. Dear men podcast at gmail.com. I will help you craft that text message. Mm-hmm. I will help coach you Take through that phone call. That. Fantastic. So that helps me with a lot of my stuff. <laughs> for sure. Uh, <laughs> because it can be done. There is yeah. a way to say everything you need to There's say to be and to do it with love. Help oh is God, here. Love. Yes. Love. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great episode. <laughs> this is super fun. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just again, a quick note. If you're interested in the course, you can find it at pleaseherinbed.com, www.pleaseherinbed.com or at my site, melaniecurtain.com under courses and have a very sexy day.